0: Hey guys, welcome to On Air with Matthew James I'm of course Matthew James. In this episode I chat to the amazing Clouds Drummond about her blog, her business, her journey and everything in between. Remember to subscribe to our Spotify channel to be kept in the loop as new episodes air or follow us on social media at Matthew Hallett on Instagram and at Matthew James on Facebook. Let's get chatting to Clouds.
1: Okay, you can now wear the crown as someone who has taught me how to record for a podcast. Oh my own, goodness. <laughs> own the title, Own the Crown. Wear the I, crown. Actually, I feel so honored to be that person. <laughs> be it, my sweetheart. How are you? I'm good, thank you, yourself? Very well, exceptionally well. Lockdown, has. I'm owning it. I'm completely owning it, and I'm happy with what has transpired so far, so...
0: that's that's perfect that's perfect I've been following you on social media and I've actually checked out that quite surprisingly you've become
1: quite a chef um during this time how scary (laughs) considering that I do not like food I'm not a foodie so any food reviews that I do it's because it's been presented to me and invariably it's absolutely delicious and I'm also doing a job reviewing it but I do not enjoy cooking. I eat so that I don't (laughs) starve and die. Because (laughs) in my mind, you're taking away shopping money if you are eating food. I mean,
0: really? That's so true. I remember when you went to Paris, you were saying,
1: yeah. Well, um,
0: you're gonna eat like what two minute noodles so that
1: you can like shop all the time. It, no, it was a, it was a, one yogurt in the morning and then okay. one baguette a day, which is like fifteen cents. That's one round okay. fifty. And okay. then I would buy I would buy a camembert the size of my face because I absolutely oh. love cheese. Well, so, I mean, yeah. Friend, so it would be a camembert the size of my face, and that would last yeah. a week. Um, and the baguette yeah. was just blotting paper for whatever you're going to be drinking later on in the afternoon.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hilarious. So it's just so funny that you say that you're not a foodie because I remember that we met years ago Yes. Um, at St. Yes. which was a dun- at a dinner nonetheless, hosted by the Rupert family and the Mandela family for the power of words, the book. That's right. The Nelson That's Mandela quote right. book. Yeah. And do you remember what you told me when we met?
1: you remember that <laughs> line so beautifully and <laughs> and I don't recall what part in the evening I had spewed that wisdom <laughs> but I can tell you it was quite late it wasn't early in the evening <laughs> <laughs> give me the line give, give so it me. It,
0: it, it's so hilarious because you asked me how old I am and I was like in, I was I am still in my 20s but I was maybe 19 turning 20 and you looked at me and you said Matthew I have hangovers older than you, <laughs> and since that day we've been friends. Every time I think every time we speak,
1: we speak about this. It's, it's just it's hilarious. <laughs> but you actually, you have no idea. I really, at that stage, did have hangovers older than you. In fact, I, I may have parted with your parents back in the day. <laughs> The hangovers, are, the hangovers are a lot less these days friends cannot cope with it but at the time I, I seriously did what was beautiful though is that you accepted it so beautifully you weren't offended at all and and it's I just it's beautiful like the... how we clicked from from exactly from that, that was day like nothing...
0: on it was like our friendship key. It was like our, the thing that cemented our friendship. I think. Without, a doubt. without <laughs> so, <of> that, without that. So, so let's get straight to it. Let's okay. start talking about. So, Cloud. So, you started and dot but originally, like I said, when we met, you had mm. and lollipops or love and lollipops. Can you sort of walk us through how that? Okay, I'm going to try. And be,
1: I'm going to try and be brief, Matt, simply because yeah. I love talking. So it was about 2004, 2005, when my sister moved to London, she was there for six months and then she, she got a job in Sun City and she and I were best friends, like it was the two of us against the world. And suddenly I went from having a bestie, and that was even before the word bestie was around, to not having (laughs) anyone around. You know, I didn't have a friend. I didn't have a sister. I'm the older sister. I'm meant to be guiding her through life, and I'm meant to be imparting all this knowledge and looking after, and suddenly she just wasn't there. So I started writing a book, and it's just about life lessons, and it's kind of like a journal that I could gift to her. But yes. it was like a year later and 82 pages and this book just wasn't happening. And <laughs> because I had big plans. I had this idea of mm. she and I being on Oprah and Oprah would go, look, your seat, <laughs> there's, a, there's a book and that 82 pages later, friend, this just wasn't going to happen at all. No. So ironically, my, my sister's name's Tess. So ironically, mm-hmm. it was Tess who introduced me to a blog called, Paris Daily Photo. It was written by a guy called Eric Tenen, and what he did, it was so simple and so beautiful, he took one photograph a day of Paris, and he wrote one paragraph, and that was it. And she basically, it it was through her influence and through that recommendation of the Paris Daily Photo that I decided then to write a blog and back then I I was a very private person Um, I didn't Mm. even have a social any social media accounts I wasn't on Facebook anything like that and my blog was more like a personal diary and it was random stuff that I wrote about Matthew like (laughs) a cup of coffee at Vida that morning like whether it was good or not it it really Mm. didn't have much value but it was Mm. kind of my diary that Tess could then read and absolutely. Very absolutely. Yeah. And I think she was the only subscriber at the time. Whether she read it or not, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just, ask
0: her now, she'll probably say, Yeah, she, I didn't she, Yeah, first. of
1: course I read it. I remember everything. I and mean, then she probably didn't. But that's kind of how the blog started. The name. So at the time, I was seeing a therapist called Susie Gale. And she just, her mantra that she created for me was life is about love, light, and lollipops especially the red fuzzy ones so i started i just thought and lollipops is the coolest cutest little name ever for my personal journal it was cute and then i signed off my posts love and light so it was very much a tribute to susie in gratitude for the work that she was doing with me but at the same time it had a it had a cute fresh freshness about it it was it was Mm, nothing nothing serious nothing serious nothing dramatic so in 2011, I'd been working in advertising then, and in 2011, I got retrenched. Yeah. And up until that point, I was toying with the idea of leaving advertising because it was it's a, it's a really hectic industry. And yeah. when I got retrenched, it was as if the universe had kicked me in the butt saying, right, you wanted to leave. Now's your opportunity to leave. Yeah. Um, Sort of forced you? Without a doubt. So what I did was instead of finding another permanent job in advertising, I went freelance because at the time I didn't know what else I wanted to do.
0: Which brings its whole own list of challenges, I think, freelancing.
1: Absolutely. It was easier in advertising because I had a 16-year reputation that I could work off. So getting gigs wasn't that hard. So I went freelance in advertising and I took my blog public. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I worked with Lee Fandenberg from Lipdos is My Life, and she yes. was doing lots of eventing. She enjoyed my writing, and I became her permanent plus one. So instead mm. of being filtered into eventing, I literally got thrown in at the deep end because yeah. the first. At that e- point,
0: I think Lee was one of the Lee, big ones. Yeah?
1: Lee was one, without a doubt, if not the biggest, in Cape Town. Yeah. And the first gig she took me to was the opening of the cook store in Bree Street. So they, yes. uh, yeah, it's not the, not the one that you probably would have attended. This, the first one, it was one oh, lockdown. Yeah. It was just, it was just one story. I think. Yeah, you, before this multi-story one. Before, before the multi correct, yeah. So yeah. you would have gone to the second one. So this was just the one story. She was working for an online magazine at the time. So she got to interview the designers as well. And I was like freaking awestruck like oh my word <laughs> we is are talking so... <laughs> we are talking to Malcolm and Christian like I was literally yeah. sweating. I was sweating. The first time you go into these things, like it's it's insane. It's yes. so intimidating. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, they're just the nicest guys on the planet. Exactly. But Matthew, I was so in awe, I didn't even get to write the blog post. And to yeah. this day, I joke with Malcolm and Christian, like, I still owe you a blog post about the opening <laughs> of your store. <laughs> but I was just so intimidated because yes, this little person who was writing about coffee at Vida now yeah. interviewing two of Cape Town's top couture designers and it exactly. happened almost overnight. But yeah. Lee was just incredible in guiding my writing specifically yeah. how to write about an event yeah. um, and literally the rest is history because for the next, I'd say the next four years, she, Carissa and I literally went to the opening of everything <laughs> um, there was one night, Matthew, we went to three events in one evening. Yeah. Um, I remember it was Sunglass Hut. It was a guest store opening and there were guests. Um, I think it was a, yeah, it was a fashion show mm. at the bungalow. It, yeah. it was absolutely insane. Every brand that opened up at the waterfront, we covered. Mm. From Calvin Klein to H&M to Topshop. Mm. Zara, we literally went to the opening of an envelope and we covered mm. it. Um,
0: <laughs> it love was love
1: that line. love that we line. Went... <laughs> and it was incredibly competitive as well because you had to get your post up by 9 o'clock the next morning. Yeah. You have to bear in mind, Twitter was huge, so that was the conversations, mm. and there was no Instagram. And literally, mm. if you were a blogger, you actually had a real blog and you wrote mm. That's yes. what that's what a blogger is. Now it's not mm-hmm. just one insta stories and suddenly I'm an influencer. I don't even think yeah. the word influencer existed back. That's then. exactly what I
0: was gonna say. Is that that, that it, word wasn't even there then? There wasn't a was the word
1: was, that's it. Online, there, there media was, That's exactly what it is. And we were actually writing. We were writing mm-hmm. our opinion and it was four hundred and fifty, five hundred and fifty words. It wasn't yeah. just a caption on an Instagram pic Um, you know and, it was, it was very tricky at the time because you had the traditional media, which was the magazine editors versus the bloggers. So and you we also had were, TV
0: in the mix and you had media we as well.
1: Absolutely. But when yeah. it came to the written word, you know, the, the editors and the bloggers yeah. would kind of circle each other because editors had to wait until the 15th of the next month to get their magazines out, whereas yeah. bloggers were getting the story out within six hours. Yeah. So we, we all kind of just circled each other um, back then and when I say back then it's like five years or 10 years ago you know it exactly wasn't, it wasn't, people, it, it yeah. wasn't 19 foot, Zach, and I'm sorry exactly I that I'm word, but
0: it was it was <laughs> not the
1: other day because
0: you it, know things I was act. saying the same thing the other day to someone is that when I say back in the day in this industry it feels like 10 years ago but it was last year it was last that's year that's how quickly things have changed
1: absolutely um, without yes, a doubt it's insane yeah. absolutely So, so eventing is what I did, but I always felt the need to do something different. Um, And my goal was to attend Paris Fashion Week and sit front Mm -hmm. row at the Chanel show. That is, that is it. You don't get higher than that. And I even yeah, know. Who you've made it in life. Friend, that's when you were right. And I even know who my front row would be. It would be Pharrell and it would be Jennifer Lopez. And, you know, I had my front row, David Beckham. <laughs> you had it all planned. That, that's the goal. That's the goal. So what I did was I, I saved up like crazy. And I threw quite mm. a bit of money at my investment, at my, my plan. Yeah. And I, I wrote to all of the 40 designers who were showing At Paris Fashion Week saying I'm coming to Paris this was 2014 I'm coming to Paris um may I attend your show and I got turned down 40 times I'll never forget the amount of numbers every single (laughs) one of them said every single one of them said no sorry for you sorry for you but you can (laughs) but you can log into our live stream and thinking like South Africa what (laughs) exactly (laughs) so and then I turned to the South African people, like the designers and like who do you know in Paris? And believe it or not, and I'm this is like a real skinner, but nobody, nobody knows the kind of people they tell you they do. Okay. Yeah. So no South African could get me into the Chanel show. Oh, so yeah. plan B <laughs> I know that's not, you got the scoop of the thing too. Yeah. <clears throat> so plan B was I absolutely love street style. So mm-hmm. plan B was just Take your camera, take your laptop, go to Paris. Just go to Paris during Fashion Week. Stand on the street with your camera and literally photograph street style.
0: I I saw that content. And that that is what I did.
1: That is what I did. Because at the time, my Pinterest board was only street style at Fashion Week. And when I arrived, I was literally photographing the people who were on. I was literally hanging around with my Pinterest board. Mm. I was, Matthew, I was in my Dharma. That was my happy place, without a doubt. I saw that
0: content. You got an Anna Winter shot, though? I got an
1: Anna Winter shot. That was the next year, yes. So, mm. But there are quite a few others that I got. It was Anna Della Russo, mm. um, it was Grace Coddington. She was um, Anna Winter's art director. Mm. You know, you would know, Grace, she's got this mop of flaming red hair. Yes. yes. Um, Like, I was hanging around with my Pinterest board and that was my happy place. So everything that I'd done up until that moment, it was worth it because Mm -hmm. that just worked so beautifully for me. Three Mm -hmm. days after I returned back to Cape Town, my blog got hacked. Yeah. and, yeah. Yes, and that, yeah oh i'm just gonna go one step back yeah. it was when i decided to go to paris that i decided to rename my blog to clouds drummond because yeah. i saw and lollipops is being very cute and being mm-hmm. an event blogger but if i ever wanted to expand my brand i would yeah. need to just make it a little bit more mature and yes. the easiest thing was to go with your name i took my lead from Mark Jacobs, Victoria Beckham, Chanel, Michael Kors. I I, I
0: take my lead from you then. because uh, Matthew, do you
1: you know, if you you, you look at a success and you kind of mimic what they're doing, you you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just look at your, you know, whoever you are inspired by, take your lead from them because they've already done the hard work. You can just, adapt how you go along yeah. and that was the reason why I changed my brand name then to Cloud Drummond so got back from Paris blog got hacked um, you know my interest waned considerably mm. um, and then I had to decide do I keep going or do I just give up and I decided to keep going <clears throat> and yeah. the next year which was 2015 I went to Milan and Paris. So what I was building up to was to cover all four fashion weeks: yes. New York, London, Milan, and Paris. So I was kind of just yeah. training myself. So I did yeah. two, and it was that year, 2015, in Milan when I photographed Anna Winter. Whoa! What an intimidating experience. <laughs> but how close were you? She walked. She she literally brushed against my arm. What I did was Faint really a...
0: moment goosebump moment without out. a
1: doubt, but it is. It's warfare with the media at Fashion Week. You have no idea what it's like. And it was outside the Omani show. Um, and everyone hovers around the entrance because that's where people obviously will be walking in. And I mm-hmm. went and stood at the exit. I'm you know, You're on the street. I went and stood at the exit 20 minutes before the show ended. And I waited. I literally planted myself in front of the exit door saying, Whoever went into that show will be coming out. Uh, she went in, she will be coming out. <laughs> and, and literally it, it it happened so quickly, you almost you know almost too quickly to register, oh my god, it's really her. Yeah. And she actually you'll, you you would have seen on the shot, she's actually got her arm across her body and that is in essence her way of guarding herself against the onslaught of cameras that will rush toward you. And she's wearing her dark glasses and I could feel her glaring at me through those dark lenses. And my thought was, glare away, lady. (laughs) You are my money shot. (laughs) And I literally, I I, I, I clicked that camera so many times and and I got the shot. And it was just one of life's defining moments. Once again, whatever you've done up until now has brought you to this moment. And if it makes you happy, you're on the right path. Went to Paris after, straight after that. um, And then I returned to Cape Town. And two days later, my blog got hacked again. And like, this was... This is that's what killed me because I lost tens of thousands of rands investing yeah. in these two trips, investing in all of my equipment. Um, my web developer at the time he literally just disappeared off the face of the planet. And Google actually puts a um, a cautionary note in when so when your blog comes up in a search um, in a Google search, they okay. actually have a cautionary note in red saying this website has been compromised. So whatever readers and I was getting about seven eight hundred hits per day yeah. while I was abroad, lost every single one of them. And I literally I sank into a state of depression and I fell out of love out of love with my blog completely. It just yeah. it was like the universe just conspiring <laughs> against me, poor me. You know, it was it was the definition of poor me. <laughs> Um, body for one. Absolutely, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Round about mm-hmm. that time, my sister had started a little men, a little babywear brand called Sebastian mm. Babywear, mm. and the PR company that she had at the time was too big for the size of her business. And she literally sat down with me one day. And once again, my sister coming to my rescue and she said, you've been to so many events. You've seen so many press releases. You've written so many articles. You also do social media for your blog. You can be my social media manager for my little business.
0: Which was essentially the, that was essentially the next step in evolution from blogging to to social media.
1: That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I, I, so I quit advertising and I was I was mm. earning an absolute fortune in advertising too. And I mm. went to work for her earning absolutely nothing, Matthew. I literally, mm. I earned enough for my cell phone and probably petrol mm. for my car. And I was the happiest person on the planet. It yeah. really, it was, you know, there's, in, in the movie Eat, Love, Pray, she goes to Italy and she's sitting yes. in the sun on the floor eating asparagus and this vision of her husband comes up and says is this what you wanted to do and she says yes I had that when I went and worked for Tess like the stress of advertising and being hacked and the pressure of going to an event it didn't matter anymore
0: but it sort of takes away the joy I think as well of of enjoying, like for example, cooking for me. Yes. Like I enjoy cooking, but when I work um, in, as a <laughs> freelancer as well in, in restaurants, as menu development or anything, it sort of takes away the joy of cooking because then I come home for the month that I'm with the brand and I don't cook at all. So but, I sort of see that in with, terms of when I, you have all that pressure to it.
1: Without a doubt, because the minute it becomes a job, as you just said yeah. now, it's not a passion anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, absolutely fascinating what you've just said because the minute I became a social media manager I lost interest in my personal social media accounts as well as my blog because I was now concentrating all of my efforts on my clients but yeah. if you have bills to pay you need to be very cognizant of your priorities yeah so I had to kind of uh, I don't know if it was organic or intentional, but I almost had to put my personal blog and my personal brand aside um, Mm. in lieu of my my clients, um, you you know, the briefs and the work that they needed done. Mm. So we're now 2016, 2017. So Mm -hmm. I had Sebastian Babywear as a client. I then got um, a a spa in Camps Bay as the next one. And Mm. they actually found me through my blog. And I got a skincare distribution brand. So in terms of me getting work as a Mm. social media manager, that was doing well. But still, I had left my blog behind. I mean, I was going Mm. to events half-heartedly. Half the Mm. time, I wasn't writing about it. I was being dropped off guest lists, and rightfully so, because if you're not Mm. delivering the goods, you shouldn't be attending. Yes. But it just happened. Uh, Which kind of brings us to Um, now-ish. Or or let's just go to last year. And Mm. what was absolutely incredible is what I didn't realize is the people were still watching me. So it was Greg Maragelis from the Cape Town College of Fashion and Design who contacted me. And he invited me to be a curator at his third year graduation show. And I'm going, Really? like <laughs> you want me to be a judge for students have you read how scathing I can be you know? <laughs> Shame, <Yeah. no. laughs> but you know Greg just had at the time he had more faith in me than I had in myself and my ability okay, sure. to be a curator for for students so yeah. he was one of the absolute archangels in my life I and mean, then Peter Wheatman from Society Bistro So Peter started an online, an e-commerce site specifically for goods that are produced and designed in Africa. It's called Curated.Africa. And he wanted me to curate a collection for that. And once again, same response, like, what do I know about design? But (laughs) once again, you know, it was clearly, it was clear that whatever I had done, whatever I had written before, it held a degree of value. Um, yeah, and definitely. and people like Peter and Greg, they saw that even though, you know, I didn't have much confidence in myself at the time, so yeah. it was incredible people like that, who just assisted me in in rebuilding my confidence. Not necessarily my brand, because that's mm. up to me to build, but they exactly. really just built up my confidence enough to then resurrect my brand, mm. which now brings us to the year and today because <clears throat> so I've done the College of Fashion two years in a row and this year yeah. what I actually did was we no, sorry last year I spent time with the students prior to the show so it was more like guiding them prior to the yeah. show um, and it, it's just been incredible where the road has taken me beyond writing about the launch of a store at the waterfront you know it's
0: it's... and then it brings you to like you said now to 2020 yes where we're in the most crazy times if I can call it that with this COVID-19 pandemic yeah Yeah. and you are still producing content because I've been I saw you did the Morgan Stewart content yes a little while back and that's during
1: lockdown very much so. um I mean, just think it was before. No, it was definitely before, okay. but, but but close to close to lockdown. Yeah. But how are you still producing content during so, lockdown now, though? So I have, so the one client that I have, um, it's actually so unfortunate, but it's an event manager. And, yeah. of course, during lockdown, the first thing to go is the gathering of large groups. And exactly. what I found one has to do, Matthew, is, you need to be able to adapt really quickly to whatever the current climate is. And, yeah. and COVID-19 hit South Africa and Cyril Ramaphosa's swift response to that was within a week. So yeah. gone are the days where you have to strategize three months ahead of time. You need to be mm-hmm. able to adapt within an incredibly short period of time so with the event management client that i have there was one of two options we could shut her social media accounts down for the time that her business is shut or and if you remember we spoke earlier about just mimicking what other brands are doing yeah i did that so i looked at dior and what dior did was they acknowledged the impact of corona on businesses And the words that they used were, we are still here to keep you company. And I literally copied that philosophy. (laughs) So so all I did was I changed the tone and the language usage for the social media posts. So I acknowledged, Mm -hmm. we are still here to keep you company. But what I started Mm -hmm. doing was using words like, here's inspiration for your Pinterest board. Or if you want to create a mood board for your wedding, Here's some pics for you. And yeah. that's kind of the language that I've been using with my clients over the last month. And it has been brilliant because you have a captive audience on social media. Yeah, exactly. So it didn't make sense to shut down any kind of online presence. If someone can't go to the real thing, they're gonna be they're gonna be doing it digitally. And so do you it, think it's, that it's this, yeah. for her?
0: So do you think this is actually something that could change the way that we're going to be conducting business going forward after COVID
1: nineteen. It absolutely has, Matthew, because what we've seen is confidence in online shopping. So mm. I've been I've really been watching people's behavior on social media. I love watching people. Mm. People watching it's like a big, people, yeah, it's it's a a big thing. sport, I'd be a gold medalist. Friend, you and I both <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love watching behavior. So they kind of went from disbelief to baking banana bread to then payday hit and suddenly they needed to spend their money and people were going mm. okay the, who's delivering during lockdown because i'm now online and yeah. it was almost by default we didn't see this happening but by default south africans became a lot more comfortable with shopping online because they
0: because couldn't. before that they weren't like there were some people who didn't trust shopping no. online and absolutely. they felt the slip of it not fitting. And even Superbalist, as big as it is, did yes. you know that people still had their doubts about it? Very but now much everyone so. is like, who's delivering? You just see, like, on Instagram, who's, who's delivering?
1: Yeah. 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 In, in fact, we are delivering during lockdown has now become an absolutely imperative line. Um, yeah. if If they don't see that, like, Dude, I'm not shopping from you mm. because I want my stuff <laughs> now. You know, so that I'll eat it's like what's the and
0: get it in six weeks.
1: Like, get... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so lockdown was very tricky both for my client and for me as a brand, because if you think about it, my readers can't shop, they can't eat, they can't drink, they can't party, they can't Ooh. travel, they can't get beauty yeah. treatments. Like that's my life. Um, yeah. and, and, so, you know, we, yeah. we really had to, we really had to move quickly in terms of, of how we accommodate it. So acknowledging what people are going through and so acknowledging what your readers or what your clients or consumers are going through, yeah. that is very key. Like I'm in it with you. Exactly. I'm a humanizes
0: home. you from a brand
1: to like, to like clouds. It's to, like clouds, a a brand and
0: now it's like clouds, the lady.
1: without a doubt because it's so freelancers are saying they don't have any work anymore i'm a freelancer i don't have work anymore Mm. i i I feel what you're going through so acknowledging what the challenges people are facing that's the one thing then being very adaptable and being able to change your strategy or, or just change how you phrase things um really quickly that was very key keeping people company um so staying in daily contact or weekly contact with your clients and with your consumers is incredibly important so for example if you are a company who is sending out monthly newsletters maybe send out a newsletter weekly or bi-weekly so just yeah. increase that constant contact um, because yeah. people thrive on being validated and being mm. recognized being seen being acknowledged Exactly. Um, so just in, just increase that constant contact you now may have to WhatsApp, if you've only got five really big clients, WhatsApp them, um, yeah. like every third day or whatever, like I'm doing this for you, I'm doing that for you. Um, and then <clears throat> one of the big things that my one client did, um, the event manager, was she had to change her business offering. So instead yeah. of just being able to put events together, which is what, like, what 100% of her business was. She's done two things which was very smart. So she partnered with an attorney. And so the company's called Event Affairs. So Event Affairs partnered with Curan Attorneys and they created a document offering assistance if your event was cancelled during COVID 19. You you have rights. You have rights. So whether you qualify for a refund or not, or postponement, or whatever the case may be, so, Event Affairs sat down with an attorney and they kind of just worked on a bullet-pointed plan mm. of the rights you have if and when your event was cancelled.
0: Yeah.
1: So, she's... They know at,
0: best, obviously.
1: Without, without the a doubt. They just know all the loopholes. Without <laughs> a doubt. So, that's the, one of the first things that she did. And then she's now offering a consultancy. So, instead mm. of me just... Pl- instead of her just planning your wedding, what she'll mm. offer is if you maybe just need three hours worth of guidance on how to plan your wedding yourself. Cause no
0: one, or not no one, but not many people have a budget to hire a full time <laughs> wedding plan. It's insanely expensive. That's
1: exactly it. Yeah. Without a doubt. And now with people not earning as much as they have, they're going to be having even less. Yeah, so so yeah. that, that, that was it. Yeah. Um, so she's now opening up a consultancy section of her business. Um, and she's putting some packages together Um, so she'll in essence be assisting you in planning your own events if you do not have the budget to, to do your own. So like that basically,
0: I think sort of sums up what I was, what I was going to ask you next is it's sort of this entire experience of being locked, locked Mm -hmm. into your own house and, and being, being um, what's the word? (laughs) Excommunicated, but like sort of away from everyone else. Yeah. Um, it sort of sort of gave you time to reflect and adjust and grow yourself. So okay. what has the
1: experience sort of taught you personally and business wise? So what I've personally done during this time is, Matt, I've decluttered my life. And I mean decluttering my wardrobe, my garage my my circle of friends
0: It's <laughs> <and laughs> the last part that part You're still in, so you're, you're safe I always um, be like, wait do you, I'm like, trying to count when last did you speak and I was like, no, no, I'm safe <laughs>
1: wait, We spoke yesterday you're Exactly what in. I'm saying, I'm still safe unless <laughs> it was last
0: night, I'm still
1: alive You're in I even, and you know this, I hope that this doesn't sound arrogant but I resigned what terminated a contract with Another client two days ago yeah. because it just wasn't serving me. Um, and I mean when I say it sounds arrogant, as if I don't need the money, trust me, yeah. I absolutely do. But given the limited resources that we have right now, we yeah. almost need to offer a higher level of quality to the good ones rather than spread ourselves thin all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Um, so so I've I've decluttered my life. I've also used this time to complete every single unfinished project that I have. Now, this is an unknown fact, but Matt mm. I freaking love DIY. Like put me <laughs> Wait in, what? Yeah, yeah. DIY um, like
0: at your house, like sit the nails. Down for
1: this because if you put me on a Saturday morning in the middle of Boulder's warehouse, I am happy.
0: <laughs> and even on a Saturday, which is when
1: it's like full. Yeah, Saturday morning, builder's warehouse. I'm happy to buy like paint and brushes, and like I'm enthusiastic. You know, I, I'm not very good at it. It looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never so knew I, that about you. Not many wow. people do because let's just face it; it's not cool. It's your, your, your <laughs> closeted <laughs> DIY. I'm a closeted DIY. <laughs> And I'm a closeted gardener. Well, the gardening is well. I mean,
0: essentially, if I think about it now, you're quite mm-hmm. a creative person, so I sort yes. of see the the yeah like the similarities and what we draw you to it. So, I mean, it does make sense. It's just that so, seeing you with your nails and with your my nails, fashion clothing, and you in dentist, yellow marigolds, hair,
1: makeup. Yeah. I was like, don't it's, see you like you know painting. In yellow, in. In yellow marigolds with the paintbrush or a screwdriver. <laughs> I can use a drill into a concrete wall. I even know. Which bit you use for concrete and which one you use for wood. So, oh, wow. so learn something new every day. Learned... <laughs> so Matt, mm. I've I've used lockdown to declutter my life to complete any unfinished projects. Um as I said, I've terminated one contract. Um and this is this is literally just you know, when you open up a space inside of you. You're literally allowing the universe to fill it with something Yes, exactly. And your attitude or your your energy levels will dictate what it gets filled with. So if you're in a negative space, it's going to attract negativity. And if you're just in a very open, positive, welcoming um, frame of mind, the universe is going to be sending you what it is that you want. Now, it sounds very esoteric, but you can Mm. almost apply that to to a physical form. So if you declutter your wardrobe, you've got five extra hangers to hang new stuff. Exactly. Simple math. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if you pull your car out of the garage, you can get three extra bags of compost and, you know, four four pieces of wood into it so mm. whether you're dealing on an esoteric level or a metaphysical level with the universe or whether you're dealing with a practical level the same principle applies you create yeah. a space it gets filled with something better yeah. um and what i've really done is i've so I've, I've just strategized on how i want to build my brand yeah. rather than build my client's brand because at the end of the day it is my offering to them that is the contract. So, yeah. You know, so I'm not going to help my client sell a bottle of nail varnish. Mm. But I can be the most amazing social media manager and do a kick ass review of that nail varnish or oh, an amazing shoot will...
0: because that's also something that you we, do. i amazing
1: with a camera. Yes. So, it's it's I had to remove myself from my clients businesses because i was taking their issues on as my own
0: exactly I, man, i've been so often like as a freelancer does, well, i get
1: it it's like you, yes. you
0: become so invested because also you become so passionate you're attaching your name to something and then you sort of take on things like you're a marketing manager but you take yes. you on things in operations because you know you feel that it needs to get done because you want it to be you, successful
1: we're speaking with the same voice. That's exactly mm. what it is, yeah. and all that's really happening is you're running yourself ragged. You're taking on responsibilities which aren't your own, and you're neglecting the responsibilities which are yours. Yeah. Um. And so I've actually so over the last two days, I've literally just mapped out um, a strategy of how I want to change. How I run my business. My business offering is incredibly diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, Explain what you do. So, because
0: I, when I when I put out your promo, I was like, you, you didn't everything. know what to say. <laughs> well, she <Yeah>. does everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> literally do and and I get pulled into these areas purely by it's either by magic or by default or literally you wing it until you they are convinced that you can do it (laughs) so (laughs) so the blog will always be my first love and I'm resurrecting that on Monday I'm very happy to announce that's the Clouds, clouds, yeah the timing the timing is right so, Z will be resurrected on Monday. I've already accumulated quite a bit of content. And you heard some it here first, people. We heard you. We heard, it on, we heard it on Matthew Hallett first. Absolutely. Shoot, you're doing all, you're getting some scoop today. I mean, where am I? I've opened off South Africa? <laughs> so, that, that, that is my first love. The writing is my first love. So, I'm going to go back to that, to the pre-Paris when it was, you know, when I was doing while writing. Yeah. So that is the one thing. Social media management will always be there. Yeah. Um, almost secondary. I also, I've, I've started, I started styling um, for model shoots last year, December. So up until then, I was working with Duncan as a stylist on my clients' fashion shows. Okay. Um, and I was producing fashion shows for a client. So now I've just taken my styling solo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm styling for shoots. Um, and I've worked with Irifan's, um hair salon in town. And uh, Cole, um, Cole Isaacs is the one stylist, the hairstylist there. So I've styled shoot yeah, the shoots. Yes, the one where
0: you get champagne while you do your hair.
1: It's friendly no <laughs> we, 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 we we should know how to pick where we go you, you've gotta maintain those standards so, <laughs> so I style the sheet then and then I've done quite a few of models' test books as well, so mm. the styling is is one thing yeah. that I am absolutely enjoying, but I think at the end of the day it will always be the writing um yeah. I have a few I have a few ad hoc um writing assignments, but I think that will be that will be the, the fundamental one that I will always rely on um website content I will write for um mm. I'm building a website in two weeks time um for my brother-in-law that's more of a love job but you mm. almost need to be able to do everything more, or a lot more yeah. um you know like like you for example this this mm. podcast could take you into it could take you into radio it could take you yeah. into voiceovers because I said you know I mentioned you've got such a beautiful voice so you know <laughs> Thank it, you. from yeah from, from you and I sitting at Tinswale at ten o'clock at night in the howling wind wind with um, a blanket you know I still talk
0: about decluttering I still baby have that blue blanket that the lady gave me the manager <laughs> oh, she was like oh, she, <laughs> But I wrapped it around like a scarf or something and she said to me, you can have it, it's part of your outfit, and I left the restaurant with it. I have it somewhere. <laughs> but dig
1: it out, it's a memory.
0: <laughs> it's insane, it's like so um, far ago, yeah. Absolutely, we've come sir,
1: way. I think we have, I think we almost have, and once again, let's go back to that timeline, it was what, five years ago? Yeah. You know, most people don't get to do what we've done in an absolute lifetime. Exactly. Um, We're so Matthew, think, at the same time, yeah.
0: Uh, to have been able to have done and seen and gone to the places and, and
1: events that we've been in, and at, and have like, met the people that we've exactly met. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and, and some we,
0: people's dreams, like to be sitting at Fashion Week, and we go twice, twice, maybe four times if we go to abs-
1: menswear. With, so, like, with, with Without know. a doubt, yes, absolutely. Um, so. Yeah, so it's it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty much just expanding your offering, and mm-hmm. I think, but I think above all, Matthew, relationships are going to be very important after lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And it's it's not just that collaborations, which a lot of brands have been doing, but you almost need to form a personal relationship or a stronger bond with a client, with a consumer, or with a brand, because you almost now need to rely on people who you know rather than getting a cold call. I was watching um, um, Kanye M.
0: live video the other night, um, mm-hmm. and she
1: was talking about it, and she said the same thing.
0: She made such a good example. You know Kanye in true style, yes. as romantic yeah. as she is. She says, um, even if you have a private jet, it's parked at the airport, and you are parked inside your house. You are yes. as... And You're just as everyone else. So it doesn't matter what you have or what you didn't have before the lockdown, we're all sort of at the same point now. And she sort of was talking towards a new world order coming out of lockdown, which I think was, she made the point in such a way that her father would understand. I mean, what's the jet and being locked in your house. But it's it's, it's, it's a legitimate point. And I feel like that's also so important coming out of this, is that she realized we're all all humans, we're all the same. And those relationships, like you said, are, are what we need to start
1: cultivating. Without a doubt, with, without a doubt, for, for quite a few reasons. If you're, gonna, if you're going to want to be doing quality work, you almost need to know absolutely everything about a brand and how they operate and whether you're willing to have your reputation aligned with that brand. Exactly. So I um, um, imagine
0: we call it brand DNA,
1: as if the go. brand has
0: the, the two same sort of ideas. If, if, for example, I like blue and you like pink, we don't, we don't match. So sort
1: of a Correct. similar concept in brand with, partnerships. With, without a doubt. And we almost reach a stage now where it's not so much you needing a job, but whether whoever you are applying to, like do they actually fit in with what it is that you want? Yeah. You know, before a company would ho- would conduct an interview and would a ca- be a case of like, what can you do for this company, and now mm-hmm. it's a case of, well, do I want this company in my life? Yeah. Um, you know, so so we we almost have to our our ethics and our integrity mm-hmm. is as much a part of our business um strategies or our our offering as the physical work that we're able to do and what we're able to bring to, bring to a client, to bring to a brand. Um, you know, if you're always late for a meeting, if you're not delivering what you promised, if you're under-quoting and over-invoicing, yeah. you're able to do the job, but you're not doing the job ethically or, yeah. you know, with integrity. Exactly. Um, and that's everything lost...
0: in this industry, I think we both know, is that yeah. this industry, as big as it is, it's tiny. Sort of everybody knows everybody and everyone has a reputation and Absolutely. it precedes you. So it's so Absolutely. important that, that your reputation, you know, before you you've even met me, you knew what I was doing at that time. Correct. I remember Correct. you knew about the TV, you knew about all those things and you said That's to me. That's right. But we yep. hadn't even met yet. Absolutely. So I mean, your reputation,
1: it's, it's all you have. And- and we're not going to mention a name here, but if you recall, there was a woman there that I warned you about because I knew about her <laughs> reputation. Yes, exactly. And I'm gonna mean, but, we we're not going to mention but, names. <laughs> no, we're not going to mention names for <laughs> this one. This is not a scoop. Yeah. This is a scoop for a another scoop. day. But exactly, exactly. But, exactly. but because... her, her reputation had preceded her, and yeah. I felt the need just to protect you from that until yeah. you were quite established in, in that project. Absolutely, no reputations are and brand alignment is key without a doubt um, I've got a beautiful friend in New York and she's going to cringe that I mention her name but I will <laughs> she's Tamara <laughs> Tamara <laughs> Tamar mess- we, we, we chat every day and mm. the governor of New York has an incredibly campaign line and his campaign mm. line is build back better so okay. whatever's locked up how awesome oh, um, oh, I mean oh. it's a blah, 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 blah. But both better. So whatever it is that you you're going to be recreating now from lockdown, just yeah. make it better than what it was before. It's so simple, but it's probably the least implemented. Um, exactly, and I sort of take. also I also
0: feel that what you should be doing after lockdown is doing what you want to do, as yes. you shouldn't be doing <clears> what you're <throat> forced to do, and because you're just Correct. doing your job because you're getting paid. I feel like yep. we've all realized that anything can happen
1: and in, in a
0: very short time. have period you achieved what you wanted to do like fine I've done quite a bit with my 26 years on this planet but
1: there's still so much more that I want to do without so doubt. Sort of and I think you sort of yeah, woke me up yeah and I think you, you you know you're doing absolutely brilliantly you're just you're just growing as you're going along um Matt it, it we're living in interesting times yeah. And I think specifically with whatever it is that lockdown has taught you or whatever you're going to be learning from it, that will almost define your new normal mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, you have this opportunity to define your new normal. And for anyone who hasn't learned anything during lockdown, guess what? You know, then you're never going to learn or you're going to yeah. be given another opportunity. You had have learned experience. something. But Was it you absolutely. that
0: shared um, lockdown has produced um Cook chefs and fitness instructors, it's like you're watching <laughs> no. Lockdown as talent.
1: Was I it you? No, it wasn't me. I'm going to send it else, to you because I, mentioned... I, I did see it. I did see it, <laughs> it on is... Oh, there were some hilarious people. I know on you have a
0: series on social media to the called Lockdown Diaries.
1: And I look every day
0: because it, it's my. I, I sent you a message, eh? I still told you. You are making my life with these,
1: with these lockdown memes. Like, you no, know, they're insane. I'm... You know, I've I've had a re- I've actually today was my last because I just realized it was consuming so much of my day looking I think for you the have first 40 or something already. I, I had How- one. I had one for every single day. I had oh you know consistency is one of my challenges, believe it or not. And I told myself <laughs> I'm gonna have to commit to a meme a day. Yeah. And there were days when I just thought I can I I have no sense of humor, <laughs> but. I made a promise to myself, yeah. a meme a day, and and I freaking did it. And I got the, I got the countdown wrong a couple of days. because you, I don't kind of, you
0: said. You told me you don't even know what month it
1: is. Whatever, whatever month, yeah. I don't know what month it is. No, <laughs> like it's the point insane. is, you know, I feel like, dude, I've accomplished something. I've yeah. told 40 jokes in 40 days. <laughs> like, well, you know, I mean, now you're celebrate what you a comedian the now. Let's victories. Let, let's add the
0: comedian to this ever suffering. <laughs> let's add <laughs> Highly so, paid though
1: because it's quantity, it's quality goods. It and, is, and yeah. it's quite, it's a very really high quality, I mean. And it's consistent, need them. exactly. Yeah, so, we're going to add consistency to my, and to then, my resume and sort of as well.
0: Sadly, in closing, mm. Mm. what ad- I'm actually quite sad to even end this podcast, but in of closing, <laughs> what advice or guidance do you think you can give to anyone who sort of wants to follow the same traffic that you, you followed, followed or sort of do content creation or social media management or anything like that? What sort of advice can you impart on them? Okay,
1: Matthew, I think the first thing that we will be seeing is the word influencer and the performance of an influencer will be disappearing thick and fast Um, simply because events are limited Budgets will be limited So we're not going to be going to flashy parties With really big goodie bags For a while Um, And also If there are I'm going to pick a random number If there are 10,000 influencers And we have an event for 50 people Well, a whack of you are going to be left Yeah, because remember
0: guest lists Are built up of like For example, if it's 50, 10 online media 10 print, 10 TV, 10 radio Like
1: it's a a split Yeah. Yeah Yeah, so if the guest list, if if it's one-tenth of what it was, so whoever the various media forms are, that's going to be reduced Mm -hmm. as well. So you can't just be the one in a borrowed outfit doing Insta stories. You're going to have to have some kind of affiliation with that brand. That's the relationships we were speaking about earlier. So you're going to have to have some vested interest In that brand you are going to have to have some kind of business philosophy so what sets you apart from the other 20 influencers um and you're also going to have some kind of integrity which we spoke about so if i invite Mm. you will you deliver on what it is that you will be delivering on i know of influencers who have contracts they they've drunk the goods and they haven't produced the content that person is not going to be number one on a guest list, not
0: anymore. Um,
1: no. so you gotta, you know, it's got to it's more than just the outfit and the hot bod right now. Mm. There has to be integrity, there has to be a philosophy about yourself, and you have to have some kind of affiliation with that brand. Mm. Um, you need to be amazing, absolutely. Mm. And then I think, I, I think you almost need to be you, yeah, because. I'm really just going to mention random items now. If you have, if you like a big pen, you yeah. cannot then the next day go and say, I like pilot pens, which is a trend. Yeah. Are, you a, are you a big ambassador or are you a pilot ambassador? <laughs> exactly. Because we, you, you got you to be honest and tell yeah. the truth. Where where is your brand alignment right now? Yeah. You can, nobody can like everything. But also, we um, get it
0: when, when when you're doing an ad because you all get approached by brands and say can you please post this on your social media? And obviously it's an ad, but then sort of don't make it as if it's something that you've been living with for your entire life. You absolutely
1: love and you're going to be spending money on it without a doubt. And that's where honesty comes Mm. in and that's where truth comes in. I have to admit, thanks to Rough Tongue, they've coined the hashtag Truth Serum Mm. um, where I'm concerned because I am not afraid to tell the truth Mm. because my integrity is is on the line. Mm. So Matt, I could tell you that, you know, this magazine or, or let's just say mm. this book is absolutely incredible. And you read the book and you're thinking like, what the hell were you thinking? Exactly. It's just a load of, you know, BS that's mm. out there. So there's nothing wrong with telling the truth. The downside to that is you have to be prepared to be knocked off that PR. (laughs) (laughs) It has happened to me so many times. Mm. It's unbelievable. So you almost have to be aware of the consequences. But Mm. by being knocked off a guest list, once again, we've spoken about that space that's Mm. being opened up. The right people will the right right brand will come in for
0: you, I suppose, Um, in that sense. Is that the brand that took you off a new brand will come in?
1: Absolutely. So so just be honest. You know, there's when you write a blog post or when you write a review. What I learned in advertising is this: what's called the hamburger approach. Yeah. You start off soft by saying this went well. You have a hard middle. I didn't like this, and then you have a soft ending. Yeah. However, I compliment sandwich.
0: We call it compliment sandwich. It's
1: like a good thing about there it, we it, go. a good thing. <laughs> There we go. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah. it's a, well, I've got a compliment hamburger. You got, yeah. a, But that's exactly how you yeah. do it. And a lot of people, they stop reading after the, the gossip, after the, yeah. the nasty but in the meat. They mm. just stop reading after that because it's lacking not to have, you know, <laughs> it's like a The a scammer. The, the but, um, but that's it. Absolutely. But, but, you know take it all the way through and just say however i do believe that this works this can improve mm. that does it and and you don't have to be as brutal as i am <laughs> um you, <laughs> you know don't be what you're not but just yeah be honest about it be and, you. and be you without a doubt be you and build back better Build back better, that's
0: insane. Thank you so much, though. This was, I've had the most fun. You know, I didn't even know that we on 55 minutes. we are on 55 minutes, yeah. I didn't even know that. I was like, I was like, like, like aiming it? at a 30, a 30 minutes I was like, oh, but also, you and I can talk. Joke. But yeah. I mean, we have some good stuff. I hope everyone is listening, really, get something from this, and I hope that you got something from it.
1: Well, I just hope that everybody's entertained and that they didn't didn't kick over to the next podcast halfway through. Let's just start small and aim for listenership, Let's Let's do that. Let's do that.
0: But thank you so much, Clouds. You've been amazing over this last week, especially. Can't thank you enough.
1: It's an absolute, absolute pleasure. You are just such a special person in my life. You know (laughs) that the answer is yes before you even ask the question.
0: So definitely. Definitely, you will be back for a second episode because I feel like we have so much more to talk about. Love it. Absolutely love, love it. Thank please. you so much for joining me. And yeah. please, wait before you go, please share okay. all your social media details so anyone who's listening can find you if they aren't following you already.
1: It, it's simple. It's Clouds Drummond. Clouds like clouds in the sky. It's Clouds Drummond for everything my website, my email, Twitter, there Instagram, we go. Pinterest. There we go. There Friend we go. Cla- go and follow her
0: if you are listening to this. Go and follow her, and especially
1: go back to the lockdown diaries and have a good life. Laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you, clouds.
1: <laughs> Lots, Lots of you. Love. Thank you so much.
0: Lots of love. Okay, thanks guys for tuning into this episode. Remember, if you enjoyed it, please subscribe to our Spotify channel and give us a follow on social media. Again, thank you to my guest, Klaus German, for an amazing interview. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. I hope to see you back here sometime on the air with Matthew James.